0: amputees and free time seriously us. the church was on honest the state put the youth in a harness creating hostility among us the teacher said no college still kid gotta get a check with a couple commas people wanna bomb us more people gotta scatter and run from us blame it on susan apollo and Adonis. But what you've done here Is put yourself between a bullet and a target And it won't be long before you pull it yourself away but what you've done here Is put yourself between
2: Citizen a bullet Co. and a target Citizen
0: Cope. I kind of feel like before.
2: Before. this was early Post Malone.
1: Oh, yeah. It's funny because My husband, when we first started dating, introduced me to Citizen Cope. Yeah. It's those moments where you, like, make a judgment on someone. I was like, okay, I like you. If he had introduced me to some other artist, I might not be married to him at this point. (laughs) You know, he's like, this is my favorite artist that he pressed play. Huh. Thank God he chose Citizen Cope.
2: What if it had been, like, um... Weird Al. (laughs)
1: Imagine No that would have been different
2: It's that great song it's called I'm Bad (laughs) Oh no it's not I'm Bad I'm Fat I'm Fat fat was the cover of the Michael Jackson song I'm Bad Mm -hmm. What if he had said Let me see if I can find something here What if he was like This is my favorite artist Sit back and listen to My favorite song from Selena Gomez Love this song More it's called Come and Get It I remember this song Would that have been A deal breaker for you? Yes, ready, you na, na, yes. I don't even mind This song actually
1: It's my, one of my Least favorite songs <laughs> Yeah
0: Ah
2: uh, uh, welcome. It's funny. Oh, sorry. I was going to say welcome to another podcast. Yeah. Tucker Mora and our producer Chris Munis. What were you going to say?
1: I was going to say it's funny how m- movies and music are so important like when you present to a new lover what your favorites are, you are being judged. Like I remember my ex, he said I want you to watch my favorite movie when we started dating. I'm like, "Uh-oh, here we go." Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. This is
1: going to tell me a lot about this person.
2: It's called Dumb and Dumber. <laughs>
1: Actually, a great movie. Yeah. Uh, no, it was the Thomas Crown Affair.
2: What
3: His favorite movie? <laughs> what?
1: I had never seen it before. I had never even heard of it. Um, with um, with uh, you know, handsome Pierce, Pierce, Pierce Brosnan. Uh,
2: I don't think I've ever seen that movie. Oh, how can that be somebody's favorite? It
1: is so good. It is like really art, fancy, you know, wealthy intrigue, suspense, romance, sex. I was like, oh, this is hot. Isn't
3: it like a lesser version of like a Mission Impossible or a James Bond?
1: It's a lesser version of a James Bond. I wouldn't put it Mission
2: Impossible. 70% on Rotten Tomatoes. You'd
1: like it. Ah. Remember that catamaran video I showed you Where the guy flipped the catamaran That's from that movie
2: Oh yeah he I just... remember seeing that clip It looked ridiculous <laughs> It was stupid It was. Uh, I hate whenever they do something That you know how to do really well And they make a joke out of it
1: Yeah he smashed a boat on purpose He instead. just like
2: sailed and then did this whole thing That would never happen in real life you know when you watch a TV show about radio and you see them and you're like that's that's so fake that yeah. never happens.
1: Or figure skating, I watch a figure skating show, I'm like that's not even possible to do that what they just did there. Where he chucked her by her blades And then she did a twirl in the air And landed on one leg Not possible Really? Is
2: there fake figure skating movies Uh, And TV shows? The Cutting
1: Edge Where they taught like a hockey player How to figure skate And Uh. then they did like a routine And they brought in some Russian coach Who taught them this move That was illegal Well (laughs) the move is illegal Because it's not physically possible To execute it without murdering somebody (laughs) You know?
2: Uh, Did you
1: uh, show Deb something When you guys first dated?
2: Uh, can't even remember i don't uh, I'm trying to think like if I would even know what would be my quote favorite movie
1: or like musician or
2: something uh nah i don't I don't remember that being a an integral part of us <laughs> hooking up I, <laughs> I don't just think really it tells remember a lot
1: about a person like what you're like it does
2: I mean, I remember in high school dating a girl who was totally into dance music and I was into rock music uh-huh and it was a bit of a fight. You know, I'd be putting on some Zeppelin song and she'd want to listen to CNC Music Factory or something else, mm-hmm. you know? And uh,
1: it's funny because you would love to date that girl now because you're like glow stick guy in Vegas.
2: Yeah, that's true. I might, well, no, I, I, there was certainly <laughs> at a time in my life where I felt like you had to stick with one genre of music because that's who you
0: were. Right.
2: It couldn't be so diverse. And luckily, those days seemed to be gone. I don't know if it's like the much music generation of kids that grew up seeing rock and pop and everything mixed together. Mm. And then you start to not care about particular formats. You know, we were having a fun conversation just before we got off uh, or started this podcast because there was a new employee who was coming through and he just moved here from Red Deer, Alberta. Welcome, Rick. But uh-huh. um, And we were talking about what different areas of the country are known for and we got on the topic of oh. um, people being friendly.
1: Yeah, he said he's shocked in Toronto. He's like, I can't believe how lovely everyone is and how nice everyone is. And it's-, it's
2: so funny because that was the opposite experience I had when I moved to Ontario after living out in Saskatchewan for a while. Really? Yeah, I found um, people in Toronto think they're way cooler than they are in a lot of cases. Uh-huh. Not all the time. I mean, there's obviously exceptions. And I think it's different now that I'm not single. But when I was single living in Ontario versus being in other provinces, I just felt like everybody was extra uptight.
3: Really? Yeah. You're like I, trying to pick up with,
2: like girls? Is like just talking to a girl in a bar, you know? And be like, what are you doing here? How come you're not wearing a black turtleneck with black pants and black shoes? <laughs> you know, like it was at a time where everybody was dressed like they were working for an ad agency. <laughs> and everybody thought they were uh, 10 when they're really, in some cases, six and a half, sevens. That hasn't changed. I find that it's exactly still the so same. So there you way.
1: go. Well, maybe you're going to the wrong places. Are you going out on the financial district all no, the time? No, but
2: I'll uh, give you an example just people in general. When I lived in Saskatchewan at the beginning of my radio career, if you're in a grocery store and you're in a lineup and somebody has a cart and they're in front of you and they look back and you make eye contact, you you would ex- you would say like, hello, or oh, good morning, or oh, how's yeah, it going? Yeah, I like that. Um, and then I remember when I moved to London, Ontario after being in Regina and, you know, just maintaining that level of contact with strangers people were very off-put by that. Mm -hmm. You know, if you said something to somebody in line in a grocery store, they'd look at you as though you want something from them. Yes. You know, the same way if you were asking for money outside a store and people want to ignore you. Yeah. It felt like that vibe.
1: Yeah. Well, what, so, do you, what do you want from me? <laughs> I don't
2: know. I don't know. So you probably don't notice it because you're, you know, pretty blonde girl who everybody wanted to date. So oh, I like, don't
1: know about that. But I remember moving from Montreal to Toronto and instantly I felt this breath of fresh air. Uh, I remember standing on the corner of like Queen and John and someone coming up to me saying, hey, do you need some help with directions or anything? And I
2: was like, whoa! Yeah. Directions to my bedroom uh-huh. to sit on my lap. Uh-huh. No. Was it a guy or a girl? I don't remember. Uh, It was was a a guy. guy. It was a guy
1: guy for sure. For sure. No, they were just being sweet. And I always, I often remember sweet.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There's no such thing. Nice try, though. Just being sweet. He just did like he was like, oh, and you want to see my dick too? When we go around the corner? No,
1: honestly, when he when I said, oh no, I'm fine, I'm just like uh, getting my bearings or whatever, he just moved on.
2: Yeah, to the next girl He thought was pretty He was like, hey, do you need directions? That's his opening line
1: In Montreal, I guess there's that French-English thing going on So people don't talk to people as much Because you're worried you're not going to speak their language Uh, So that, to me, was a breath of fresh air Walking into stores, walking on the streetcar And not having people sad that I was speaking English to them
2: you know? It's funny the different things you do notice from different parts of the country. So people in the prairies and maritimes, for that matter, really friendly, nice people. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say out in the prairies, it's like the best looking people.
1: Oh, oh, zing.
2: So, you know, <laughs> someone who might be a Regina six out of, t- or sorry, an eight out of 10 in Regina would be like a six out of 10 in Ontario, depending where you are.
1: Okay. What would they be like, say, in Vancouver?
2: I don't know Vancouver well enough to have an opinion on that, but I, I can tell you where I think the hottest people are per capita Montreal. in Canada. It's not Montreal. Montreal has a lot of fun people. Would it be maybe Calgary, like all the rodeo girls? Calgary? No, no, I wouldn't say it's Calgary either. Oh, okay. I would say the place that I was living in that had the hottest per capita people <laughs> was <laughs> London, Ontario. Oh
1: stop it it's
2: true and my friends noticed it as well when they'd come to town and it's mostly due to the fact that it's not a big city first of all you Mm -hmm. got like i don't know 400 and change thousand people there Mm -hmm. but you have a lot of schools you got Fanshawe, you got western brescia college like all these different schools where people are coming in to go to Mm -hmm. and uh man when i moved there it was like everybody was out of my league
1: yeah, but the style, like for me, someone's attractiveness level, it has a lot to do with their swag and their style. So how is that in London? Or are you just yeah, looking but you're, at...
2: You're the exception to the rule on all this Maybe, stuff. Maybe. You look at your husband. Your mm-hmm. husband's got this giant beard. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> you love it. My wife would hate that. She hates how long my facial hair is now. Which is and it's like- about a 10th of the length of your husband's on yes. my longest part. Yes. You know what I mean?
1: You should keep it going, by the way.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Any advice I get, it's just basically Maura wants to turn me into another version of her husband. Big beard. Uh, yeah, and I think clothing beard, options. I think
1: facial hair is awesome on guys. Bunda's too. I love what you're doing with your facial hair. I'm trying to grow
3: a mustache right now.
1: Yeah, it's looking good. Oh, for
2: Movember.
3: Yeah, I, I've always wanted to see what it would look like on me because, like, some dudes look amazing with mustaches yes. and then other guys try it and they look.
1: Awful. I think you're looking great.
2: But, wait, yeah, of course you do. Again, Mora, with your <laughs> skewed version of uh, attractiveness. But I, what do you think overall the percentage of guys who look good in a mustache is? Because I got to figure it's less than 8% yeah, it's of people that. can pull it off and look Better unless they are so damn good looking without it, yes. that with it it doesn't take off too much.
1: I've noticed that it increased guys' sexual attractiveness though.
2: No, you don't take an average guy, put a mustache yes. on him, and he doesn't get hotter. But ever. now I'm looking Never.
1: now I'm looking at a guy who's got style and swag. Come on. Okay, it you, does. Again, Trust me, you're we, the
2: exception to that. No other person feels that way.
1: At the bar this weekend, I was sitting yeah. next to my friend. You were, yeah. She went over and talked to a guy who had a fantastic mustache, and that was the only reason he was standing out. Everyone's like, who's the cowboy? Yeah,
2: but I will say this. If he shaved it, yeah. he would probably be hotter. I don't Not know. Not many people who are, like, okay looking grow a mustache and end up being better off. It's just it's an, an unfortunate reality <laughs> in the yeah. world we live in. So this is a great opportunity to try though, because yeah. everyone's just going to assume you're doing Movember, exactly. Right? And I figured I'd, I'd try it out and see yeah. how I look.
3: Did I? Did I? I want I wanted to see if I would get more interactions from yeah, them. Are more I'm people curious. gonna come up to me?
2: Are they gonna like it?
1: It's a social experiment.
3: Yeah.
2: You're not so you're not doing anything for Movember. You're not raising money. You're just growing the mustache <laughs> at a convenient time to be able to pull it off. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> Listen, you know how many men are doing that too? Yeah, yeah. There are so yeah. many men who are doing that as well.
3: Yeah, it's a pretty good excuse to try it. I yes. probably should try and raise money, but
2: Maybe if it works out this year, then then maybe next next year. year. I'll try it.
1: (laughs) Bring it back by popular demand for the ladies. It's
2: like October's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and you just choosing to shave your head that month, saying that you're doing it in solidarity with all the women who have to shave their heads. But really, you just want to see what you look like Like with the shaved head. Yeah. 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 Way to hijack a cause (laughs) and use it for your own Uh, personal gains. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there'll be any sexual gains out of that mustache. Probably not. Maybe with Mora's crew of the hipsters. Oh, your mustache is so great. Do you use wax or oil?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question.
2: Uh, we'll see how it comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, did you see Richard Gere is about to have his, uh, I guess, his second child with his current wife? I
1: did see that. Richard Gere is what, 70? He's
2: 70 years old, uh-huh. and his current wife is 36. So there's a 34 year age gap.
1: And and this is his second child with her.
2: Yeah. So I already had one. Yeah. I mean, when you're 70, how could you even get your head around the fact that you're, <laughs> you're going to be a part of being a parent for a child that hopefully you'll be there till they're 15?
1: I know. That's actually sad. You know, that's really 85. Sad. That would make me sad to think that you're definitely not going to see them. Past, mm. past, you know,
2: their teenage years. You How know? old is Alec Baldwin? He's expecting, I think, his fifth kid or something. He's 61, so he's 10 years, well, nine years younger than Richard Gere. I think that's like a slightly better chance to be around yeah. later in life.
1: But I, I, you know, when I read that story about Richard Gere, I thought, you know, there's a lot of questions we've been talking about on the show recently about, you know, it, can it really be love when there's that huge of an age gap? And I think clearly, they these Richard Gere and his wife just had a kid less than a year ago, and she's pregnant again. I yeah. mean, that's called an Irish uh, Irish twins.
2: Yes, if he, well, if they're born in the same twelve <laughs> uh, month period of time or something. Yeah,
1: yeah. So yeah. obviously, there's a lot of lovemaking going on in Richard Gere's house. I mean, I I certainly uh, wouldn't be ready to have another kid right away within a year. Be pregnant
2: again well he's 70 if you can have another <laughs> kid you can't wait that long maybe he might maybe be dead just, in a year
1: maybe he's it, just like let's do it now
2: just doesn't seem right though to you know and uh i don't know if i'm wrong on this but it just seems weird to go into it at age 70 knowing that you're gonna be this guy that you, your kid's never gonna know as an adult yeah not that there's any guarantee for anybody who has children. Like I, you yes. know, my oldest is 13. I could be dead in two years uh-huh. and she might be, you know, without a father. till my wife remarries like six months later, but, uh, you know, <laughs>
1: six months later,
2: <laughs> two months later,
1: she's like, Move she's going to find already. like the
2: exact opposite of me and be like, Oh my God, this is so refreshing. Let's get married right now. But, um, uh,
1: I feel like it's so funny. I feel like I've been preparing my daughter harvest for my death lately. What?
2: Why would you do that?
1: Just because I, you know, nothing's certain. But you'd say things to her? She's three. I I just feel like, you know,
2: one day mommy won't be here. And by that Monday, it could be next week. (laughs) (laughs) One day you're going to wake up and I'll be dead in the bed and no one will be here to get you out of your crib. No, I just feel like, uh, maybe it's because I lost
1: my dad, um, when I was 30. So when I think about harvest and Losing me, I, I've just been saying to her lately, and she's only three. I just say, you know, mommy's always in your heart. Even when I'm not with you, I'm in your heart.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs>
1: she's like, what? what? <laughs> and she'll say something like, I missed you. I'm like, yeah, but I'm always in your heart. You know that. Even when you're at okay. school.
2: You know, like, even when mommy's dead, no, I'm in your heart. We
1: haven't brought up death yet. Like, we haven't had the yeah. discussion that,
2: you know, someone can die. Yeah, just wait till you have to bring that one up. Uh, you know it's, it's I know. a family member it or something. Sucks, but
1: sometimes I just think about—I don't know why I've been thinking about it lately—but just like kids who lose their parents at a young age. It's got to be so hard.
2: Yeah, it, it would suck,
1: you know. And we do, for some reason, feel like we all get to live to a hundred, and that's not the case.
2: No, some people go to hockey, you know, at age forty-five. And push it too hard and drop on the ice. And I have mean, a I heart just,
1: attack. Yeah, I,
2: I've heard that story more than once. Really? You know? Yeah. But like,
1: hockey.
2: Hockey in particular can be very hard on the body if you're not in shape to begin with. If you're like a, you know, show up every two or three weeks, right? And, and uh, play. just get out there, and it's the only exercise you get. It can be pretty hard on you because it's it's go 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 go, mm-hmm. and then stop, and then go 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 go, yeah. That could be a tough one if you have, you know, underlying issues.
1: Mm -hmm. Have you ever like told talk to your daughters about what it's going to be like when you're gone? Or
2: I tell them that all the time.
0: You'll learn to love me (laughs) when I'm dead. One day, you'll regret saying that to me, you selfish little girl. I'll be dead, dead, dead. (laughs) That's a good
1: line. You'll learn to love me when I'm dead. Uh, I'm going to use that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's really good. It's a really good strategy.
1: (laughs) And you have to scream it? or?
2: Yeah, well, usually because you're saying it out of anger, too.
0: (laughs) Uh, you selfish little girl. What should... about me? Where's the love for me? Uh, You'll learn to love me when I'm dead I've never heard that line before.
2: I just made it up. That's I've never good. I would never say that. It's true. They'll probably, if I died tomorrow, they'd probably appreciate me more after. But yeah, that's life in general. You always uh, miss the what you don't have, right? I Especially know. when you've had it.
1: I know.
2: Like you probably didn't appreciate your dad until like as well as you could have until he got sick, or you know, when all of a sudden that countdown starts, you're like, oh my god, oh, I my don't want. God. Yeah, dad. I you wish.
1: Know? Like there were times when my phone rang and it was my dad and I didn't answer it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I
2: don't want to get into this get conversation that later. No. Yeah. 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 Stupid. That's life, though. I know. Everyone does it. My kids want nothing to do with me. My oldest, my younger one's fine. Oh,
1: yeah? She's well, like, I told
2: you that. Emma, like, literally said to me, do you mind if you walk ahead? Can you walk ahead? Because <laughs> we were going by a park near our house that's also near the school where she goes, and kids hang out there after.
1: Yeah. And she was
2: worried someone was going to see her walking with her dad.
1: Yeah. Imagine, like, imagine your dad is Richard Gere. And he's eighty at this point. Yeah. You know, walking by that park.
2: <laughs> I do see sometimes like when I used to have to pick up my kids at school before they could walk home alone. You see some people that got into the game late, you know? Yeah. They're picking up their eight-year-old and they look like they're in their late fifties and it happens. But 70? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> You know, I have uh, friends that are um, on, you know, having new children, and uh, one guy with their, his husband—they're having their first kid. He's got to be forty; he's in his mid forties. Yeah. And so, I th- again, I don't, I don't see a problem with that because it's
1: not so bad. Not so bad. Seventy though. I also have a friend who had three kids in her twenties. Done. And I don't think it hurt her career as much as it would if you do what most people do Mm. now, which is have kids in your 30s. I think they had more energy. They were out doing stuff with their kids. And I'm pretty sure now they're almost out of the house. Yeah. Can you imagine?
2: Yeah, no. And then you're best friends with your kid going to the bar.
1: Then you're best friends with your kid going to the bar.
2: You know, and then thinking of Richard Gere, it's not like that guy is going to have to be on his hands and knees if he doesn't want to be. I love people to do that. And I'm sure his wife, who's 34 years younger, has more energy than that. That's right. I just, uh, I guess because I've climbed that mountain, I I couldn't imagine starting over now. And I'm like in my early 40s. Like to (laughs) to have a baby now would be such a head trip. I I, I couldn't get my head around it. Yeah. My wife wanted to have another kid, and I've all been, the factory shut down. So I'm not supposed to be able to have kids. If it happened, if something reversed itself, oh my God, I'd be, uh, I'd have a hard time. Right, getting my head around everything that you're going through right now. Oh, I
1: know. It is a lot.
2: But then bigger kids, bigger problems. So I don't know if there's an easier stage, but it is nice being able to talk with them oh yeah now you can she's three in a bed right yeah so you can find out the worst is when your kid's younger and there's something bugging them and they can't they They can't tell you they can't tell you and you just feel so helpless yeah once they reach an age where they can be like oh I'm hungry or oh (laughs) my stomach hurts or whatever then you're like oh I can fix that thank you for telling me here you go yes instead of is it this is it that it's not
1: working is it this is it that (laughs) do we go to the hospital oh my god
2: yeah what else do you want to talk about more on this sucker? Oh,
1: Batman.
2: What about Batman?
1: So, have you heard about the casting updates for The Batman, which is the new Batman movie that's coming out, not next year, but the year after, starring Robert Pattinson? Mm-hmm. He's going to play Batman. Yeah. Uh, the update is, is they're talking. They're in talks with the actor to play the penguin.
2: Okay. And, and that uh, is
1: Colin Farrell.
2: Well, what does it matter? It's going to be all like mostly CGI anyway. Do you think? Well, it's not going to be like the Danny DeVito <laughs> penguin of those like... The um,
1: costume? <laughs>
2: what was he was he in the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger? It was a, it was one of the bad ones. Batman
3: Returns, it was the second one with Michael Keaton. Uh, and Michelle Pfeiffer was in that
2: one. Oh, yeah.
1: Was that the Riddler too with uh, Jim Carrey? That was
2: the third one. No, mm. that was bad. The so Michael one was Keaton and Danny Jones. DeVito were in the same one? Michael Keaton, Danny DeVito, yeah. and Michelle Pfeiffer. I mean, I don't know. It's not going to be like that, where they just took a guy who's short and stocky and put a funny nose on him and changed the (laughs) color of his skin, which is all they really did with Danny DeVito.
1: Yeah, that was terrible. That whole movie was bad. But I'm hearing that Robert Pattinson right now is in training with a Brazilian jiu-jitsu expert to kind of get into this Batman role. Wouldn't that be the best? He's also working with uh, the same guy that Keanu Reeves did. For John Wick, okay. yeah. like he's basically just training. His
2: job is to be a training. kick-ass fighter yes. and be ripped.
1: Yes, that's
2: pretty amazing. Every and, day, and that's the movie company on. would pay for all that all too. All that is
1: paid for. All that is paid. For. And let me give you the best guys in the business to get you up to speed as quickly as
2: possible. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, the only thing you have to do today is uh, go to the gym and uh, and then practice your Batman voice. <laughs>
1: Exactly. I
2: wonder what his Batman voice is going to be.
1: That's the hardest thing I think about it. That role is picking that stupid voice, you
2: know? What do you mean stupid, (laughs) (laughs) mora? Yeah, I wonder what uh, Robert Pattinson's voice is going to sound like. Because we've already had two in a row now with Christian Bale and Mm -hmm. then Ben Affleck's horrible attempt at Batman. I don't know. Where they were all like, what are you? You know, really gravelly?
1: I don't know if... Christian Bale really nailed it for me either oh
2: you're crazy I feel like
1: Michael Keaton
2: nailed it I'm sorry I'm
1: Batman how did he do it I'm Batman I don't know he was perfect
3: yeah it was very like
2: very much like that there wasn't a lot of rasp wasn't a lot of theatrics to it not as much as Christian Bale Christian
0: Bale really like
2: the thing is Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises and Batman Begins the three that Christian Bale did were way better movies (laughs) And uh, his voice is a little ridiculous, but at the same time, it just somehow worked. You don't mess with Christian Bale.
1: Yeah, he is a great actor.
3: I just watched uh, The King on Netflix, which Robert Pattinson is in. Mm -hmm. And he was great as uh, the, the dolphin, I think is how you pronounce it in this movie, which is about King Henry V. Um, But I'm I'm watching him and I just can't see him being Batman. Hmm. Like he's a great actor and he played this character so good. But picturing him as Batman, it was very hard to see that happening.
2: Well, I mean, really, it's voice in a suit, right? Otherwise, he's just like rich guy and Mm. he can he can easily look like rich guy. He, uh, but he's just so skinny; like he, he doesn't look intimidating at all now. I don't uh, know if he's going to put on some serious. Of course masks. he is. Yeah, he's got to get ripped. His whole press junket's going to be all about how he got in, in shape for and put on sixty pounds of muscle or but something. But still,
1: the bat suit is really a lot like those children's costumes too. Yeah, that are,
2: muscles are built in. Yeah,
1: it's got like the abs right on the thing. Mm. It's, yeah. like, amazing.
3: But then it's seeing him as Bruce Wayne in the suit that makes it believable that he could be right. Batman. That's what I'm concerned about.
1: Okay. But
3: I haven't shot my, down my hopes, or him yet, as as a good Batman. Mm. I'll have to wait and see. Do we know who's going to play Alfred?
1: Oh, yeah. There, there's a guy in talks right now. I don't know him, but you probably do. Mm. Andy Circus. Circus. He's, um...
2: Andy Circus. He actually is
1: the actor who played Gollum in the Lord of the Rings movies. Uh Ulysses?
2: Uh I don't know who uh, that is. From the Star
1: Wars movies? Have you I see-,
2: see a picture of him. I have no idea who he is. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: He played Leader Snoke in the Star Wars movies? Oh yeah,
2: okay. Uh I'll tell you that um you know Robert Pattinson's coming in at the right time though. You Why? don't want to come in after Christian Bale. You don't want to come in after Michael Keaton who's the second best Batman. Uh, You
1: want to come in after Ben Affleck?
2: You want to come in after Ben Affleck? You want to come in after George Clooney? That's the time to slide into that role. Yeah, you're right. And make it happen. You're right. So it's like he has nothing to lose because, I mean, they just, it started to fall apart. Like Mm -hmm. even, uh, I think uh, Ben Affleck was supposed to be in this one and uh, whatever, for whatever reason, he's not. So Mm -hmm. obviously it's a sign of... uh, Things not having worked.
1: Imagine, imagine you get like the the, uh, the role of a lifetime like that, and you tell all your friends, "I'm Batman, I'm the next Batman." Okay, you go out for dinner probably. You probably buy yourself oh. some nice things.
2: Friends, uh, by the way, <laughs> friends would never allow you to like wear that as a badge of honor. They would probably what? be ripping into you right away. Totally. If my friend said, "Oh yeah, I'm going to be Batman," I'd be like, <laughs> "But you?
0: No. Yeah. like
2: Wear the cape out to the bar tonight, bro." <laughs> Have you ever have you ever like hung out with somebody who eventually got into television and movies, and you'd see them on there? Yeah. Because the one thing I do notice is that if you know somebody and you see them on television, it's very hard to remove your their personal like like who they are who they are. Sure. You, it's you know. It's always like, oh, that's Sean. I know Sean, and yeah, he's playing a role, and maybe mm. people who don't know him are buying into it. But I find it very hard to buy into somebody when I know when who you they are. When know who they are, yeah. Yeah, because really they're just being themselves or a variation of themselves. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you see someone, because you were, you know... You hang out with some actors, and you see them. Are you ever? Do you ever lose who they are and yes. just see the character?
1: Yeah, but I get I get lost in movies like that. I think you're going in being hypercritical of the actor, whereas if you're like, okay, I'm just going to try to release all these preconceived notions of who they are and just see them in this role, then I think it's easier. But it's probably. Uh, I mean, who who do you see in movies and television that where the the role doesn't isn't believable for you? Is it me?
2: No. Because,
1: I mean, I would get that.
2: But you're a reporter in movies. You're not like right. a character I have to buy into. It's not like you're the murderer who shows up <laughs> and you're like, oh, was it Mora? Right. You know what I mean? You're just like, hey, it's Mora, and I'm here on location with the RoboCop.
1: Oh, yeah. That's exactly my line. No, I was also like somebody in the scene um, who was just in the scene not necessarily reporting.
2: Yeah, it? but you're still... Uh, uh, to playing me, a broadcaster. If you were trying to play something so different than who you are, mm-hmm. that's when I would have a hard time ever buying into that character because of how much time I've spent with you. Yeah. If you're playing the role of, let's just say, a sociopathic killer uh-huh. who goes out and preys on men who try and pick you up by asking you if you need directions. <laughs> Uh, you know what I mean? Then I'd be like, oh, my God, this is hilarious. There's Mora trying to be a serial killer or well, whatever. I think you that's know what the mean?
1: difference between a really good actor and, a, and somebody sure. like who had some more work to do.
2: But I bet you someone who grew up with Al Pacino would be like, oh, that's Al. That's good old Al. Oh, he's
1: raising nah, his voice again. I, th- I honestly think that those people like Al Pacino and Meryl Streep can just disappear. into yah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably something he does in real life though that's his, probably one of his things that he brings into his characters salute the colonel <laughs>
2: you know like be like oh that's it oh man he was just like that in the locker room when we played football together <laughs> Maura, have you heard of No Nut November? No. This is something that Bundus is trying to tell me is an actual thing that people do in the month of November. So on top of like the Movember mustache that we touched on earlier in the podcast, uh, Bundus uh, was explaining to me that some people will refrain from any sort of sexual activity, uh, whether it's solo or with somebody else for an entire month.
3: Yeah. I think it started about two years ago, 2017. I started seeing like posts on Reddit and different memes about this
2: No Nut November.
1: And is it, uh, what's the benefit, the health benefit?
2: I don't think there's any health benefit. There's no benefit to this. It's just a bad idea. It's an annual event. I just Googled it where that encourages men to go 30 days without ejaculating or. Busting a nut as it's known, hence the no nut November. Okay. And the rules are you can't have sex, you can't masturbate, and you can't like... Uh you know what else is hump there? a pillow or oh. whatever else that
3: you could do. Oh, so you can't have like a wet dream either. You gotta like. Not, well, how do you prevent that from happening? I don't know. Think about baseball or something when you dream. in your dream. You got like if you, it, the point is if you bust, even if it's when you're dreaming, you lose the challenge. You, it's no, nothing. There's gotta nut. be
1: some sort of health benefit though. I was talking to a guy at the bar, and he said that he was uh, on a cleanse, a sexual cleanse no sex, no orgasms, period, for, uh, p- as part of this cleanse he was doing, he was also eating like, like no alcohol, the- eating super clean, it was part of the cleanse. When you
3: talk about something like, a- <laughs> okay, here we go, where's the music? That, yeah. when you do a cleanse like that, that's, that has to do with like, the sacred secretion and meditation.
1: Uh yeah, so I think he, that's kind of what he you was can, getting
3: at. You can release DMT from your brain, which is like that stuff that you could, if you go to, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes you
3: know like in iowa like uh in peru how you can drink ayahuasca and you have these dmt trips.
1: that's what he's going to yeah
3: so your body can naturally produce dmt but the only way it, it happens is you're you, you have to follow your moon cycle and you have to eat clean <laughs> not ejaculate and your body will naturally produce this dmt and you can have a dmt trip without having to drink something
2: like so ayahuasca. this
1: guy's literally going to peru to drink this thing that makes you puke and he's in preparation for that.
2: Well, the puking and the pooing, which comes along with ayahuasca, is also, you know, accompanied by, like, crazy hallucinations and stuff where <laughs> you're supposed to find yourself. And... He's
1: literally done it several times, and he's yeah. like, he's he tries to do it as frequently as possible, because he says it's unbelievable. And it's all these people sitting around puking together.
2: Oh, by the way, if you're not listening to our regular show, which is Monday to Friday on Energy 95.3, the music in the background is music we play whenever Bundus, our <laughs> producer, tries to get all fancy. science sciency Professor Bundus music. I yeah. yeah. <laughs> actually found some rules for No, Not November. Okay. okay let's hear them. Uh, You can't have sex, masturbate, or not in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Watching pornography and having boners are
0: allowed.
2: <laughs> Why would you want to do that? But yourself? you can't. You can't. You know, finish. Mm-hmm. You're only allowed one wet dream. Oh, you are allowed. Yeah, one. apparently okay. you're allowed to have one. If you have more than one, then you are out. Um, do you guys
1: still have wet dreams? Is that
2: a thing? Uh, I thought that was just. a little If good. you like abstain from any sort of like uh, finishing, then it could happen. Okay. Still. Gotcha. But most of the time, you know, there's enough sexual activity that you don't reach that point where your body needs to expel, yeah. rid itself mm-hmm. of the, uh, <laughs> the,
3: demons. the guys, demons. You
0: don't yeah. need to break it down uh, for me. I got it. Okay. So you don't have three
2: <laughs> strikes. You only have one, you know, like a uh, wet dream. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have passed the month with a total of zero nuts, <laughs> you are a victor. And you qualify for. For what? Destroy Dick (gasps) December. (laughs) Destroy Dick December.
3: Which means is that like a, no not
2: November, destroy your dick December. Does that
3: mean you can fap endlessly throughout December?
2: Do you want to know what destroy your dick December is?
1: Sure, I think.
2: Okay, so on the first oh, of God. December, yeah. you uh come once. On the second you come twice so on the third it's like an advent calendar. It's <laughs> terrible. It's terrible. Uh, I mean I don't know so how you get past like the, the 30, first week. Yeah,
1: what happens on the thirty first? Oh yeah. Okay, huh? but leave your house.
3: You couldn't even do it once an hour, you'd have to do several times an hour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: it's ridiculous.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: You know, Sting abstained from having orgasms and that What for how long? And that made him able to be a practitioner of tantric sex. Mm. Reaching he constant does admit, orgasm through he, the whole no, sexual I, experience.
2: It's he it edges, but um, I think <laughs> yeah. the I think he admitted to exaggerating some of that, and people kind of took it to a whole new it's level. Because there's him. like
1: literally there's this yoga, yoga studio in Toronto, and there's yeah. pictures of Sting in it, <laughs> yeah. and we're all like bowing down to the great yeah. Sting. <laughs>
2: Well, that's pretty funny. It is funny. I just don't see why you would, um, you know, deny yourself that sort of pleasure for a long period of time. Man, Life is short. What if you die November 29th? Do you, are you, you going to be mad at yourself for having spent 29 days but trying didn't... to hold off? But didn't you just a couple of weeks ago, like try not to to stop drinking for a little bit? Yeah.
3: So it's like the same thing. It's just a challenge. You want to prove to yourself that you could do it. Yeah.
2: But I'll tell you something, and I don't feel like I have a drinking problem to the point where I need to stop drinking, but I was totally drinking too much casually. Mm -hmm. So I thought, oh, let's see, you know, if I can go for a stretch. I did 11 days. And also for the month of, uh, well, actually since the beginning of October, I haven't really, aside from Halloween, drank on a night before work that wasn't a Sunday. Yeah, it's
1: a slippery slope, Like on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday,
2: Thursday, I try and take off. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when I went the 11 days without drinking, I just found it kind of boring. (laughs) Like I like having that reward that I can look forward to Mm -hmm. Friday night. I hear you. And crush a couple and get that nice warm feeling. So I uh, enjoy... Sexual activity, and yes. I don't think there would be any benefit for me to like unless I was a sex addict or a porn addict, there'd be no benefit to me taking time off. Right Actually, I take it when I can get it.
1: That's a really good point. You nipped the alcohol stuff in the bud because there was like it was it was seeping
2: Well, I was just I was finding myself drinking almost every day. yeah, it wouldn't be a lot, it might be just two. Yeah, and I can totally stop drinking once I've started. You know, a common you know uh, sign of alcoholism is once you start, you just got to go all in, right, and not stop. But I can have two or three drinks. And that'll be it. I just know it's not good for my body. So I'm trying to give my body and my liver a break. Totally. Not because it's affecting my life in any negative way. In fact, I would say my wife is happier when I drink a bit during the week. (laughs) Because if she wants to have a glass of wine, now she likes to drink with other people. Whereas I'm fine drinking alone. Yeah, I'm
1: fine drinking alone But
2: she's like, oh great, you're not drinking tonight. I guess I can't have a drink. I'm like, no, you totally can't. Your deal, right? Do what you want. What are you giving me a hard time for not drinking?
1: Right. But I, what I my point is 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 if you are addicted to pornography or something like that, it would be a good idea to say, hey, I'm going to try to go 11 days without it.
3: Sure. I imagine there's quite a lot of people, especially some men that spend a lot of time on the internet, where this meme kind of grew and and that that would have a problem with masturbation, like
1: right
2: doing it too much. Well, what was that movie? It was a great movie with Joseph Gordon Levitt and Scarlett Johansson. Yes. Oh. Uh,
1: Don Juan. Don Juan. Yeah. Don Juan. He was addicted to porn. He
2: was addicted to porn, and he uh, didn't.
1: He couldn't even be aroused by Scarlett.
2: No, he could. But pretty sure
1: he rather watch porn.
2: Pretty sure he dry humped her to death outside of uh, the apartment door.
1: Yeah, but remember, she was like, "You got to choose me or the pornography." Yeah. And he's like, ee, that's a tough yeah. one." Yeah.
2: <laughs> I yeah. can't
1: imagine. I would dump a guy for that for sure.
2: I mean, obviously there are people that have a problem with it. They say that pornography can stimulate your brain the same way that doing drugs can stimulate your brain. Really? Where you get this like rush of endorphins or whatever it is that, you know, people may, that allow people to become highly addicted to things. Mm-hmm. So for some people, they get cr- like crazy gratification. That's not necessarily purely sexual out of looking at pornography. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I'm not that person. Yeah. You know, like if I'm, I I have no interest in looking at pornography unless I'm like setting out to 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 look at pornography. To look at pornography. (laughs) You know, like to me, you you hear about those people that are looking at porn and they're on the TTC or something. And you're thinking, if you have to look at porn when you're not, you know, attempting to uh, arouse yourself and you're just trying to feed that. Addiction. That's a somebody That's, who needs to do no nut November. Yeah. For and needs sure. to stay away from destroy your dick <laughs> December. <laughs> uh, thank you for bearing with us as we uh, skipped a week of a new content podcast.
1: Yes, thank you. We appreciate you listening so much.
2: I thought it'd be fun, too, in upcoming podcasts If we invited people to be a part of it Almost like an Ask Us Anything Or bring up a topic that you want to, you know, chat with us about All you'd have to do is, like, reach out to us through a DM Or something on Instagram Just say, hey, I want to be on the podcast And then we'll reach out to you when we're going to do it And record it, and we can put you on with us
1: Totally You
2: know? I've
0: been knowing her for years I've been seeing her for years that's
1: it. Chow chow.
0: Bye. With a voice that you just don't care. She got a skirt with an avatar. She got a daddy, never gave She drink a beer with the Martinson. She got out.